You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast that explores the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. You can follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter to get the latest and greatest episode updates and what is coming on the horizon at the Batman BC. You can also email for questions, comments, concerns, recommendations on anything Batman related at thebatmanbc at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan. Flower spelled like lower. Now let's rewind a little bit to how I just said you can also email for questions because that is what this episode is actually about. It'll be short and sweet. Some opinions. Yes, opinions, plural, because it's not just my voice that we're hearing. It's not just me and one guest. It's me and two guests. Let's introduce the first from the actual debut episode of this show and from Straight Outta Gotham podcast. It's Peter Vera. Hello, Peter. Hello, Ryan. How are you? You know, I'm swell. I'm swell to hear well, hear that voice. Well, I'm just just I'm just so jittery to be here today. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is, but I like it. I like it. And as for our second guest, he is actually from the third episode of this here podcast from Minnesota. It is Garrett Grev. Hi, Garrett. Nope. All uh, all the old favorites from the early episodes of this uh, long running, very fine podcast coming back. <laughs> To visit you again. Happy to be back. Thank you, Ryan. It's like a reunion special. Yes. It is. The people have spoken and they said, bring back Pete, bring back Garrett. And not just Garrett, but Minnesota's Garrett. Because I feel like I always have to say that you're from Minnesota. It's always Minnesota. Minnesota Garrett. Yeah. Well, I feel like not a lot of people know people from Minnesota. So it's a kind of a fun thing to to include. This sort of... uh, air of mystique of uh you know wow what what type of person would live in such a frozen tundra well it's me and i'm here to talk about batman damn right damn right and p is he has probably one of the most extensive comics collections of people that i know you're blushing through the mic i can Uh, can feel it i can't help it what do you want me to say it's extensive (laughs) <laughs> well, if, well, if we're going to have a show with questions about comics, so well, I think we need to add a comics master. So there you go. And Garrett's pretty well educated on the comics himself, and I don't know shit about comics. So no, this all makes sense. Me, this all makes sense. So as I said, we're going to do just a couple, a couple questions. Get some uh, good conversation going here, and hopefully people will listen. They'll like it, and they might be like, you know what? Dog on it. I'm going to send a question to myself. All the cool kids are doing it. Yeah, let's go. Everybody's doing it. Now, if I end up seeing this episode has like three downloads and all three were me, well, then we probably won't do this again. But I'm hoping to do it again and then bring back uh, (laughs) the B squad, because obviously you two are the most voted in by the listeners to come on this one. So nice. Right. For sure. I've got I've got an iPhone and an iPad and um the the computer upstairs so with your three i'll i mean i've got three so we're already at six you know peter you do what you want but i think we're, we're at a solid I'm half dozen so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this okay. thing a hit i, th- so I think we're gonna have to do nine, a seven nine nine 
Nine, at least <laughs> nine. At least nine. I can't do these kind of episodes every once in a while. They're going to start being weekly. With that kind of downloads, right? Yeah, and then like right. then there's the Facebook group. You know, you got the BOF Facebook group, so you get that that out there. So that's at least good for another nine. Right now we're already at eighteen. I mean, wow, well, we're in double digits. You know, I think we got to scrap Make this. It's getting, it's getting too big. It's getting too big. <laughs> so have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Turn Thanks. For All right. Good night. <laughs> All right. So let's go. Let's first go to the old Gmail that I threw out there, and the first person that wrote, uh, Nicholas Zednick, and he said, "Dear Batman Book Club, my first question is: I love Batman Beyond, but one thing that always left me thinking is what really happened to the Bat Family. There's hardly no mention of Dick Grayson in the series." Barbara's severed ties with Bruce. Tim, we find out what happened in the Return of the Joker animated film, and Alfred has been gone. So what's your take on the concept of Batman Beyond, and is it something you're interested in seeing on the big screen? Second, yeah, Nicholas is greedy. One comic I've always had a soft spot for is Batman Bruce Wayne Murderer by Chuck Dixon, Ed Brubaker, and Greg Rucka. I know it's not the greatest, but I think the concept is cool. What do you guys think? Thank you, Nick, for writing. Uh, let's go with the first question. One thing always left me think: what happened to the Bat family? And what's our take on the concept of Batman Beyond? So, Pete, let's go to you first. Okay, so right off the bat, um, Batman Beyond, right? Um, yes. Right now, Dan Jurgens is writing the monthly book, and he has just introduced uh, Dick Grayson and Grayson's daughter, <clears throat> into the quote unquote bat family. Um, so Dan Jurgens is actually exploring that concept right now. So if you want to, if you're, if you're, if, you know, Nick, you should actually just go back to like, let's say three issues of Batman beyond and pick up from there. And that's kind of where your question is. And it, it kind of like, it, it gives you those answers. But in terms of the animated show, um, I always kind of envisioned Grayson and, and Wayne having the falling out. They mean they did. So I just kind of envision that kind of, I always envisioned that kind of took off <laughs> and went further into detail, you know. And then I thought Return of the Joker kind of explained everything. I, 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 you just figured at some point Alfred passed, you know. Uh, yeah, I feel like. And what, what was his other thing? What was the other question he asked? He had just two well, parts. Well, the first one, yeah, the two parts, and the second is like, uh, is it something that you're interested in seeing on the big screen, Batman Beyond? Yeah. Big screen. Oh, definitely. Totally. I told you. If he, <laughs> I plug my own show here straight out of Gotham. <laughs> I said, in, in, I think it was the show you were on. Like, I was like, what if we get like an Affleck Batman Beyond? How cool would that be? Where he's old man Wayne. Like, I don't know, just throwing things at the wall. But like, uh, yeah, make sure Batman Beyond, big screen, true. When it happens, I don't know, but I would always be down for it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Garrett Grev, Minnesota Garrett Grev. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I always kind of liked it. And, and Pete, I, I didn't realize that um, that was where they were. I knew the Batman Beyond had been um, you know, pretty well-received comic book run. Um, yeah. And Jurgen's great. So, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed his writing for, for decades at this point. Um, but I co- always kind of liked that they didn't give it all away. It's, it's like, you know, there's, there's a bit to the imagination. You, know, you went from the animated series to the adventures of Batman and Robin, you know, to this gap. And then... Um, then it's Batman Beyond. And I sort of always enjoyed the stories that I wrote in my head when I was younger for that. So um, color me intrigued uh, for what what the kind of take on the comic canon of that would be or the continuity as they continue that into comic books. I, 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 will, I will definitely give that to read. Peter, thank you for the recommendation there. 
And then as far as like the concept on the big screen, like I know, you know, it was sort of danced around in the early 2000s and it, you know, the pre-production was there for a while and they backed off. It was sort of like, you know, that time before Batman Begins where it was, um, you know, Aronofsky's year one, uh, the, uh, what's his name, Wolfgang um, Peterson's Batman versus Robin, or sorry, Batman versus Superman. And then Batman Beyond was was sort of in the mix there too. And I always, and back then I remember thinking like, hey, cool. Um, if this is all I'm getting, fine, right? Like if this is all the Batman that, that live action cinematic production has to offer for me, then I'm cool with that. But I always preferred, you know, Batman, Batman, Bruce Wayne and his prime Batman. Um, now we've obviously gotten a whole bunch more since then. So if they want to go back to that again at some point, that'd be cool. I, my preference would be tie it back to a pre-existing version of the of the character that's existed on film. You know, whether that is you know years from now with Affleck, or you know going back to uh, Michael Keaton, that's been talked about for years and years and years, or even like Christian Bale in a while. You know, like I think that's what would get me excited rather than just having it be this sort of one-off movie, but. Yeah, I think there's a ton of potential for it. Obviously, fans have liked it for a long time now. I, I'm not exactly the biggest fan of Batman Beyond. Really? So I've, I know, I know. It's, this. it's, it's hard for me to follow somebody other than Bruce under the cowl, and so, and especially with, not only is it somebody else, but it just. It's so different. I'm just, I don't know. It was, it's hard for me to get into, but then somebody had gotten me, you know, they used to, when DVDs were new, they started like, (laughs) they'd sell a cartoon in five, five Mm. random episodes. Mm. And somebody got me that. Yeah. And just for no reason they would. Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, you know what? This isn't like, I was kind of expecting bad and was put off by it, but I actually kind of like this. This is all right. And then I kind of realized I never went back to it. And then it became on DC Universe and I started to watch it. And I'm like, this is okay. This is okay. Then I realized, oh, the last episode I watched was six months ago. And I'm not really interested in going back and watching more or anything like that. So it's not that I don't like it. It's not exactly my cup of tea. So, I mean, he could have, in Nick's question, he could have said, how crazy was it that Dick Grayson went back to the circus and that Barbara uh, ran a marathon? and Tim actually uh, turned into uh, a, a Best Buy salesman. And uh, and I'd have been like, oh, wow, those are some crazy turns. I'd have had okay. no idea okay. that he's making that up. So, okay. I never would have guessed you for someone who didn't like Beyond. I, th- I thought it was definitely something up your alley. I, I was wrong. Well, I, I plan to get back to it. And... I'm hoping that I end up like liking it more. I want to say that. I hope I like it more. It's not that I don't necessarily like it. It's just not really my, my thing. Uh, but what I like to see on the big screen, I'd like to tie more towards what Garrett said and get, you'll win me over by tying Bruce back to somebody that we know on screen before. Like that was that was what would suck me in. That's kind of what sucked me into giving the series a shot on DC Universe was because, you know, Kevin Conroy pops up in that first episode. Um, 
And if it, if they could do that, if they could bring, I think Michael Keaton actually, that'd be oh, my yeah. pull. <clears throat> yeah, like, and don't you think it's kind of like the longer out we get, the more necessary it becomes. I mean, like, a, a little bit. It's it's got its fans, and I mean, Keaton's sixty eight. That thing's not going in development anytime soon. So you think he's going to be mid seventies or so if that movie ever comes around? I'm just like, man, that's a perfect age. That'd be. And then can you imagine the people losing their mind of like Michael Keaton is back? Oh He's gosh. Bruce Wayne again. Oh my god! Well, it's like and you I know, think we're, that's we're, here. Sorry, Laura. I think uh, sorry. I no, you're fine. To interrupt, but my, what I'm thinking about here is like that's not a new cartoon series, right? Like that's been out a good chunk of time at this point, like over 20 years. Yeah. And you know, the audience for that show is not the audience that you can rely on to like turn out a major motion picture. And maybe Batman's big enough to make up the difference. But if you could pull in everybody that was like a manic fan of Batman in 1989 or grew up watching the VHS or had an older cousin that watched the VHS or you just love Batman and the Batman Beyond, like Keaton would be the way to do it, man. That would be the way I, to go. I think happening. so too. That would be Vulture again before he became, before he's Bruce Wayne. Again. <laughs> that's well, true. I think that is, that's true for sure. Uh, but that would be how I'd want it. I think that's how I'd want it to happen. But also just the idea of itself. I say, Clooney why could I do mean, it. why Clooney could do it? Oh, there you go. Love Redemption. George is old enough. And he's in good enough shape. He could do it. Um, I, I'm all for it. I say kind of just idea of itself. Why the hell not? It's got its fans. Um, I mean, I don't bring new Batman. If I don't like it, like who cares? As long as others do, I've got other Batman things that I really like. So yeah, sure. Why not try this? It's unexplored territory. So here, here, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then second, um, Batman, Bruce Wayne murderer, uh, Garrett, have you read it? Uh, yeah, I have not read it for a very long time. Um, but I, I remember when it was coming out and being like, I should say very long time, probably well, 10 plus years. Right. So, um, but I remember when it came out being like, uh, Oh boy, this is a thing, you know, like Mm -hmm. this is a different, different approach. Um, and there had been stories in the past that sort of toyed with the idea of, you know, obviously Batman at odds with the law, but Bruce, Mm -hmm. that's a fun little twist. I, I really liked uh, Bruce Wayne, Murderer, and Fugitive. Uh, I liked both parts. Uh, I thought they were both really good stories. So, I mean, if if, if everyone's looking for a recommendation, I mean, it's a hefty chunk because, they're, they're, you know, if you read uh-huh. it together, it makes a lot more sense, and I suggest that. Um, but uh, there's there's quite a few issues between the two volumes, but it, it's really fantastic. It's fun. It's fun. If, and the artwork's pretty good. It's pretty – it's oh, – jeez, what is that? Uh, would you say early 2000s? Mm-hmm. I thought it was like 2003. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like early two thousands. So like it's it's that era, and um, Batman was really good that at, at that time. So it's, I highly suggest it. Yeah. I and didn't. That was, early two thousands was a good time for Batman. Yeah, I've got a hard I've got a hard time placing, but that sounds right. I know I was in college, <clears throat> and because I wasn't actively buying new comics at the time, I went to school in a very small town in in Iowa, where there was no comic book shop. Very sad. <laughs> um, so I caught that later and grabbed it off back issues. And found some, I think it was even like a dollar or like two dollar uh, long box bins at the oh. at the comic book store when I when I moved back up to the Twin Cities area and was like, well, heck yeah, I mean, sure for you know whatever it was a buck and a half an issue, like I'll gobble these up. Yeah, 
I've read it once and I don't I don't really remember what happened. Like it's definitely worth I know I know it was big. I haven't read it in like seven or eight years myself, but when I did read it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm I think on, that's what I can say. I'm on DC fandom it. right now, and they're saying that creator wise, there's there's some really good names in here. You got Rucka Brubaker, Chuck Dixon, Devin Grayson, and Jeff Johns as yeah. some of the creators. Uh, that's just a few of them, but like that's uh, that, they're, they're, that's a good creative team behind this long story, and it's a long, it's a good story. It's a it's a decent chunk. Let's see if I can find how many issues it is, but it's yeah, it was big, and I think it was like. Were there tie-in issues with that? Yeah, it goes throughout. It goes throughout Detective Comics, Batgirl, Nightwing, Gotham Knight, Birds of Prey, Robin, Batman. Uh, it was kind of your Batverse. It wasn't the. A, it wasn't the sprawling. Yeah. You know, it didn't get into Superman. It didn't get into Flash. But um, what, I think that's why it's hard for me to kind of keep track of what all happened in that one when it's massive tie-ins and. Big stories like that, and we're all in all, there's dipping in and out of third. How many? Yeah, thirty-seven issues between the two stories. <laughs> that's a lot. So I don't even know. Point. I don't even know that when I read it, I read every single one. So I said I grabbed a bunch of back issues, and then um, um, I borrowed a trade at one point with one of the, mm-hmm. one of the guys that I worked with that was into it. Um, but I don't think I read every single issue. So this actually might be something for me to go back and revisit. It, you know, I. With the names attached to it, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't read all the the, the sort of tie-in issues, but the the main comics I know that's that's where I had spent my time. I didn't love it as much as you would think, maybe with the high caliber of talent associated. But like I said, it's been about a decade, and um, man, I got nothing else to go out and do at night these days. So maybe I need to go back and and. Uh, See if is this on the app? I can check and see if this is on the app or a, a quick Amazon. I definitely order. have the trade though. Oh yeah, you want to mail it to me, Peter? No, <laughs> my OCD won't let me do that. <laughs> no I haven't checked. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's got to be on the app somehow. But I have a Maybe. uh. There's an app called Hoopla, H O O P L A, and everybody that I talk to that reads comics, I highly recommend. Um, get your get a library card. And nice. download and sign in on the Hoopla app because they have endless amounts of comic books, and it's it's just a digital library to uh, to check out. And that's how I actually read this uh, last year or the year before for the first time. Free. You have 21 days to read it, and then you can just totally renew it if you're not done. Like, oh my gosh, it's it's one of the greatest things. So between that and DC Universe, I don't have to buy comics, but DC <laughs> Universe is the greatest thing in the world. I love it. I love it. I love DC Universe. Mm. Uh, so, hey, thanks, Nick, for the question. We're yeah, like, so it's a must read. You know, fif- it's a must read. 15 minutes into recording off of uh, <laughs> one email. So, hey, rocking on. The next one comes from Austin Rodriguez. He says, hey, guys, I just found you all on Google Podcasts the other day, and I'm enjoying all of the episodes, except for episode three, because I haven't read Dark Victory yet. So there you go. It wasn't you, Ooh. Garrett. Come well, on, just because he hasn't read it yet. So, go and get anyway. it, man. Yeah, just get I mean, it. How could you Austin. deny yourself all that great Tim Sale artwork? How could you do that? Yeah. How could you exactly. do that? Uh, he said, I just wanted to write in and say good job and keep the content coming. He wanted to ask two questions. Hey, these guys are greedy. I like it. One, <laughs> how often do you all put out new podcast episodes? I know it's probably different than normal given the craziness going on right now. I often. 
I try to keep a schedule since this has been going on for years and years um, of biweekly. Uh, I kind of messed that up last week because I had a big cheese from BOF himself, Bill Ramey out. And so we're on and release that right away. I'll release this one. And then coming up actually next is the court of owls. So sweet. Um, while we were quarantined, I had time to record some extra and I don't want to, I don't want to sit on it. Just wanted to release. Good for you. Um, second, he attached a picture I'll read off what's in the picture of his Batman graphic novel collection thus far. What would you all recommend I try and get next? Been thinking No Man's Land and Legacy, but I got a lot of 90s stories already, but those are kind of hard to find and can get pricey. Or should I go more New 52? So in his picture, uh, he's got Year One, Dark Knight Returns, Long Halloween, Tales of the Batman, Tim Sale, uh, all three massive books of Nightfall. Batman Troika, Contagion, Cataclysm, Killing Joke, Batman and Son, Batman the Widening Gyre, Batman Detective Comics, Icarus, Hush, Court uh, of Owls, Batman and Robin, Pearl, Batman Death of the Family, Batman Zero Year, and he's got some of Tom King's run, War Jokes and Riddles, and I Am Bane, as well as uh, Tynan, your boy Tynan. His League of Shadows and Detective Comics. So, hmm, that's a good. I mean, that's a good start. That's a pretty healthy yeah, collection. Yeah, that's good. You're do, you're you are doing all the right stuff now. All the you're right stuff. Are. Right you there, don't need also. my advice because you know what you're doing. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, you're you're, you're already out of the game. So, <laughs> just keep doing your thing. Do your thing you and get Dark Victory. Yeah, Dark, Dark Victory. Victory like that's the high. Can, that's the oh, clear man. slam dunk. Man. It's got to be in there. You know, um, if, I, if I was going to say some other stuff to get into, um, Batman the Cult is a nice uh, story you can get in trade that I enjoy mm-hmm. quite a bit. That'd be one I'd say to to take a look at. It's um, 90s. Shoot. Now I'm going to blank on probably right around when it came out. Um, it was, I thought it was like 80, 88 or 89. Like yeah, 80s, it might yeah. be late eighties. You're, you're probably right. Um, but it's great. It's, that's a Jim Starlin book. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you see some of the, some of its DNA in dark Knight rises and, um, it's, it's a great one. It's a little bit divisive, but, um, I, I think it's worth definitely reading. Um, the other one that, that comes to mind that I don't think I heard you list off in there, um, if you're looking at like, um, sort of the new 52 stuff, um, sorry, that I'm uh, not new 52, but, um, sort of post new 52, more modern things would be war of jokes and riddles. I enjoy that. And I think that's, you can grab that and trade. That's a good sure. one. Yes. Very good. Oh, he's, Everybody he's got that. That's a, oh, that's sorry. the very end of his, uh, of his picture. Well, then there he's you go. There. So look at. He took your recommendation and he already updated so, his picture. I will swap that yeah. recommendation out with Batman, uh, the black mirror. Ah, yes. Two episodes ago on the Batman book club. Indeed. Just that out there. One. It was a good episode. Hey, thanks. And it's a good comic. Thanks. It's a, yeah, it's a great comic. And, uh, Chris Balgo is a guest on that. He's a, he's a good dude. Pete, do you have, um, did you already, did you say any recommendations or did you just uh, if I had you pat him on the back and say, way to go. If I had any, no, he did a good job. I think he's doing a great job. Um, did he mention the man who laughs? Did he have that on his list? No, he did not. Uh, that's a good one. That's a classic. Also, if mm-hmm. you are, if you want to, if 
you want to catch up on the like the beginnings, uh, you can buy the Batman Chronicles. It's like the early reprints of like the very beginning, so probably Detective Twenty Seven on. Uh, it's on Amazon for thirty-two dollars. Uh, it's so they'll ship it right to your house. But it's it's a great way to see the beginning of the character. It probably holds maybe seven issues or something like that. Uh, they did a whole run of these. It's great. Um, they did them for Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern. I have Flash, Green Lantern, those myself, and uh, I, they're just they're just cool stuff uh, to see the early comic books. And uh, I got another one. The art is different, but uh, t- check that out. I got Give one it to more. Me here. What's your other one? It's not just Batman, but I talk about this issue, this comic, whenever I'm asked for my favorites, um, and I like to mention it because not everybody I I know where you're going. It. Um, but there is a 1989 Denny O'Neill story called the man who falls. And I talk about it all the time. So if any of your listeners hear me on other podcasts that I show up on, I apologize for going back over this. Um, but the man who falls (laughs) is like the great origin story, um, sort of like fleshes out a lot of the training and backstory of Batman kind of all in one issue. Um, you can get it in a trade um, that came out called DC Secret Origins. You can grab that off Amazon or eBay. Um, but it um, but it also shows up in if you got the collector DVD set of Batman Begins. That's where uh, I got the copy that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's really, really fantastic. And it's a quick read. Uh, if you get it in this... Um, if you get it in this collection, you know, you get a bunch of other superhero origins. This is the only, uh, um, this was the only one that was original to that, mm-hmm. to that collection. It's also in a trade that came out in 2007 called Batman secrets of the Batcave. But that's, that's one of my faves. It's got other superheroes involved. If you get it in Batman secrets of the Batcave, then it's, then it's all Batman stuff. So you can go that direction, put it on your shelf next to your other books. Nice. I want to call out the fact that he's got, Kevin Smith's Batman: The Whitening Gyre. On its I know. I, that that, was a, I don't know if it's if it's a popular opinion or not, but I really actually like that book, and I've been waiting since it ended in 2010 for the follow up because the thing, if anybody's read it, it is it's on a cliffhanger, and I'm waiting for that resolution. Yeah. Do um, you guys like that it, book or no? It started with cacophony, right? Yes. Is that, and then Whiting mm. Gyre. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a pretty big Kevin Smith fan. Um, so I, I like to check out his stuff um, sort of wherever he does it. It's just a little bit of nostalgia from the 90s and early 2000s stuff that I dug of his. And I listen to a lot of his podcasts. Um, so normally I try to check out his stuff. Um, I like it. I like it. All right. Kevin's got some different sensibilities that he has flexed into over the years, I think, as his um uh, cannabis use has increased. <laughs> you start to see so you start to see him sort of lean in some different. Like he likes, he's not afraid to get goofy. Like the inhibitions have certainly been lowered, and he's not afraid to um, go in some different directions. And was it Widing Gyre Cacophony that he took all the heat for for going back and revisiting the the dinner party scene from year one? And he set the Batman had set the explosives too high or stood too close to them. Um, in the concussive blast from the explosion made him um, soil his uh, his bad undies. Um, that was uh, Whitening Gyre. Yeah. And, and then I remember not- he, he, yeah, and he defended it and said something about like, was it 
I, I really think he said that, like he talked to an actual firefighter who said yeah. like, yeah, no, that happens. Yeah. That happens. That's a, that's a thing that happens. I, I mean, um, he's not afraid to get out there and it, it's, it's a decent story. Um, uh, Walt from comic book men and tell him Steve, Dave, I think does the art on that as well. Uh, Walt Flanagan. Yeah. Walt I think Flanagan, his art yeah. is, is phenomenal. It's I love great. his art. And Walt's not, he's not a professional. I mean, he's gotten professional gigs, but he is not a normal comic book artist. That is not his, um, not his day job, so to speak. So I think it's certainly cool. Um, I do not have that in trade. Uh, I, I, I now I'm probably going to go pick it up. Should I have the, I have the issues because that was right, right. I, when I Batman was Omega blasted <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. And I, and what he even said too, he admitted, he was like, I'm sure it sold really well. And I'm sure it's just because here's a Batman book where Bruce Wayne is Batman. Right. And I don't agree with that, but I actually, I liked the book. So Pete, did you say you, you no, have read I it? I don't think I've read this one. I think you, um, I think you stumped me, Lauer. Bam. Who's got uh, the comic should... knowledge now? <laughs> yeah. Throw your long boxes away. You don't know shit. <laughs> no, don't do it. Ship them to Minnesota. I'll take them. Yeah, My wife send them to Minnesota. Me, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's on DC Universe. I'll have to follow that up and, and check. But yeah, Pete, that's one. If you've you've got some time. I'll um, check the old go. comic so, shop. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, your boys. So, hey, thanks, Austin. That was good. Look at that discussion. Uh, let's let's hop to... <laughs> I love talking. I love talking. I love talking. Batman, which is my Batman. Batman. Uh, this is from our boy, Javi. Ooh, Javi, what's up, man? BOF. Javi, he writes for BOF. Yep. Actually, his handle is Javi. The bond is not enough. The bond is not enough. He said... Batman has gone the farthest with the year format stories, one, two, three, and 100. With continuity being so vast, do you think they should have kept going, hitting other key landmarks along the way? What's your favorite year one story across the DCU? So, let's uh, a two-parter. Let's go with the first one first. Of Do you think they should have kept going with, you know, like one two, year one, two, three, then maybe a four, a five, ten, something like that? Uh, let's go Pete first. No, I think the novelty's worn off after Batman Year Two. <laughs> but although, like, what was a Year Three gave us a, a, a new Robin, so like, it does have its purpose. But like, I'm glad they they didn't go on to like you know Batman Year Eleven, you know. But that's just so. And uh, well, we'll get it? to the second. Well, Garrett, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, f- f- no, I'm I'm glad they didn't continue. I I I didn't need anything. You know, Year Two I think has some odd curiosity for me and mm-hmm. there's some influence on mask of the phantasm that comes out of year two which is cool but otherwise like i got the year two and three that i keep in my mind as continuity with um the long halloween and dark victory so that sort of does that for me year 100's cool as its own thing um so like yeah no i i think it's great um year one was obviously fantastic I've spoken about that at length. I know you all have as well. So wonderful, wonderful book. But um, I don't. I didn't feel the need for them to keep going with that. I, I, I agree. I think the Earth One books. So there's only two so far of written by Jeff Johns. Um, I kind of feel like that's what those are. So if you dip into like Superman's Earth One, I kind of take. Volume one as a year one, volume two is year two, volume yeah, but three. Frank is year Miller just three. wrote Superman year one. 
Like they just finished like not a few months ago. Yeah. You know, so I, that kind like, of I think I'm, I'm with you guys on, I kind of think that, yeah, it, it did that poll of year this. Uh, yeah. It kind of, it kind of wears off. So uh, the earth one versions, that's kind of what I take them as. Um, but eh, maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. And then secondly, so what's your favorite year one story across the DCU? Mine is Green Arrow Year One, written by Andy Diggle with art by Jock. I mean, Basically, read that one. yeah. So that's uh, that one. Did you have you watched Arrow? Garrett, no. did you watch? I'm not current by far, but I did watch the first, mm, first few season. seasons. Yes. So you read the book you're definitely going to get that show's vibes and be like, Oh yeah, this definitely influenced the show. Mm. Wow. Okay. So that's kind of my pick on that. Um, DCU year one, Pete, do you have a, do you have a favorite? I mean, it's, it's, it's always Batman year one, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just, it, how could it not be? It's the original. It's the dead gum original. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> how could you not? How, it's, it, it is. It's, it's everything. We did a whole show on it, right? <laughs> I could, I could go on and on about how great year one is, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's simple. It's fantastic. The art streamlined. It's just, it's grounded. What about out, outside of Batman. Outside of Batman. Jeez. What would be the first that would pop into your brain? Year one. I really, I recently read Batgirl year one and I enjoyed it. That was like 11 issues. I think it was. I recently picked those issues up. I thought that was fun uh, just cause that's in recent memory. Um, nice. Yeah, but like I, I do think you know you got to give credit to Batman Year One because it basically created what is now the you know what people call an origin story. Like Year One is just universally used now. You know, it used to be just DC books, but like every once in a while you only know, see something else that say Year One, and it just it means like the beginning. So Batman started it all as always. I'll, yeah, of course, doesn't he always? Garrett, what do you think? I, can I cheat? Of course, if you uh, cheat, you try. Always cheat. I feel like, um, so I, I'm also, as many of us are, a huge Superman fan. And I feel like when people start um, now talking about, here's the Superman runs you should read or the trades you should read, um, not enough love gets shown to John Burns' 1986 Man of Steel. Oh, yes. it's definitive. Yes, it, which, which essentially did what year one did, kind of. Like if you go back to the yeah. history of, post-crisis it gets a little wonky because man you can't hit hit reset without messing stuff up right away um but essentially did the same thing where it reintroduced the character for a modern 19 mid 1980s audience um and had some updates fleshed out some story beats uh, introduced some different elements into the origin and i absolutely love that book it's probably the superman trade i go back and read the most so while it is not a, a proper year one, uh, telling that early Superman career story from the origins through getting established in Metropolis, like I love that book. I love it to death. So I'm going to cheat and say Superman, Man of Steel. Nice. Yeah, that's I'm a down good one. with it. I think, uh, I don't know if it's an omnibus. I think an omnibus of, of Burns, Man of Steel is, has been announced. Like it's coming. Yeah, I'm going to have to spend some money. It's like it's gotten, um, you know, I don't know if it's just uh, um, 
like it's not um it's not it's not gritty you're not going to get an angsty superman by any means you know it was really modernizing for the character at the time but i think people lump it in in fact i've seen people lump it in and think it's a 70s superman story on twitter um but it it just it's kind of fallen out of fashion to say it's one of your top superman books it's always stayed right up there for me oh i i couldn't agree with you more man it's always up there at the top of me with versions of Superman that I identify with and what I want and what I think and what I think should embody the character. I, I always go back to the burned Superman. I couldn't agree with you more. It's as a collector, it's one of those things that I like collecting now. The issues, you know, right. going back, like I have, I have them in trade, but going the back and getting those issues, you know, the, the you know, you know, just buying back issues. You can it's find right. them. It won't break. It it's won't uh, break your bank. Um, oh no! And some of those great covers, those '80s covers are oh amazing gosh. too. Oh, they're beautiful. I mean, fantastic. And you uh, see bullet in the corner. It's just, it's a great, just nostalgic thing as a as a comic collector. And Burn could draw a good Batman too. So to bring it back to Batman, the the issue where they take down the incredibly, uh, you know, very powerful, very intimidating magpie. Um, yes. It's a great issue <laughs> where you see. You see Batman and Superman and, and get and get first introduced to this idea that in post-crisis DC, these two are not best buds immediately, um, which is a cool dynamic. And, uh-huh. um, you know, side note, one of the reasons why it has such a, a warm, fond spot in my heart is I found a hardcover trait of that in my elementary school library. And it blew my mind that I could get a comic book and check it out from my school library. Like that concept to however (laughs) old I was, Garrett was just like, what? And I checked that thing out again and again and again. Awesome. That's really awesome. Bravo. You were educated well, Garrett. Mm -hmm. From an early age. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. Uh, Thanks for the question. And next up, Boys, Nick's back. Ooh, oh, good. He's back again. He's big, he's big, really big fan mean. of the show. Well, he, yeah. had, he had a good question last time. He he uh, he served us well here. He did, and I be- I believe Garrett. He's said that he is a big fan of yours. So oh, really, oh, oh. yeah. How perfect! How perfect is this? So how perfect indeed. Now Nick you can hear me watch through my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> he says, do you prefer a Batman film with multiple villains, or would you much rather see Batman tackle just one villain, similar to, say, Batman 89 or the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans 1 and 2? Batman has the greatest rogues gallery, so on the one hand, I love that Matt Reeves seems to be exploring the long Halloween concept. On the other hand, I like the idea of Batman solving just one case that leads to another villain for a future movie. What do you guys think? Well, thanks again, Nick. Uh, and just a note, there was time between his first question and this one. It's not like it was back to back. So he listened a little bit more and was like, and I got to write these guys. I hope Garrett's on. So, <laughs> What a sweetheart. Uh, Garrett, yeah, Garrett, since this is your boy, let's let's go with you first. Would you rather see Batman tackle just one villain or multiple villains in a movie? Um, so... You know, I think I'd really like to see multiple and not in a Batman and Robin multiple villain way, uh, but in sort of what we had been hearing about when Affleck was was working on his script, what the rumors were, what it seems like Reeves is doing, where you get uh, exposed to multiple villains, but they aren't necessarily the main villain or the main antagonist. I think this... um, this concept of, and people dump on some of the Batman movies unfairly for not having enough of the te- detective element. 
But I've always really thought, as we've heard bits and pieces, a Batman movie where he goes about solving a crime, working an ongoing investigation, and it brings him through these different elements of Gotham to gather information could be just really well done. You know, we've obviously talked a lot about the comic books that that have some of those storylines to them. I think it'd be a great way to establish how big Batman's world is and all the different elements of Gotham to, to really help not just make those, um, not just the rogues gallery characters pop, but the character of the city itself um, show up in a way that we haven't always seen um, done well, at least to have those multiple villains and tie a story that makes sense for them to be around and be used in just the right ways. You know, kind of like Scarecrow is used throughout the Dark Knight trilogy, but with more and expanded a bit. So I'm going to say multiple. What do you think, Pete? (laughs) This is weird because I feel like outside of 89, has we ever had any Batman movie with just one villain? No. You know, like, we, it's always multiple villains, and I don't mind it as long as it's done well. Like you know, you can have multiple villains, like Nolan did, which had like Scarecrow and Ross. You know, he had Joker and Two Face in a movie. You know, um, but then you could do like horrible, like like Garrett said, Mister Freeze. So it's like I don't care, man. As long as it's a good movie, I mean, you need characters to make movies. So if you want to like you know get down and dirty and get your hands dirty in like the comics lore of Batman, and you want to explore stuff and you know, have it lead to grander things like, you know, like maybe the penguin's not such a major player in the movie, but he's the arms dealer that gets whatever dangerous weapon that Batman needs to stop. You know, like he's intricate, he's, he's intricated that way or whatever, integral that way. Um, so, I mean, I just, I just want a good story. I don't care how many villains are there. It could be like a super max movie where there's nothing but villains, but as long as the movies just kick ass, like it's just make it and make it good. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that one, that part the most. I say however many villains are needed for a good story, but something I said actually uh, on the episode with Bill was it's been rumored that Matt Hatter is in Matt Reeves' movie, and there's I just can just kind of see it of like a cold open. Start a movie cold open of Batman taking on one of these lesser villains or whatever. Just a cool way to start start the movie Batman kicking some ass and I can just see him like he's in an Alice in Wonderland set trying to take down Mad Hatter or something like that. You know, it doesn't need to relate to the rest of the movie. Just a cool way to get the movie up and going. could be visually awesome. That's a way you could bring in a, a like villain the beginning of some of sort. Arkham, <laughs> or like he just takes down the Riddler. Yeah. You know, like, like something like that. And it's just, it, the, <laughs> that movie's not about the Riddler at all. You know, he's, he's one of the, the smaller parts of that film to be brutally honest. Like, well, that's a big part of the movie, but the, but uh, yeah, using them, of course I'll take it as long as it informs the story mm-hmm. and Batman's working his way through the, the CD Gotham underground and, you know, Penguin is a big mobster, you know, with iceberg lounge. So Batman takes out this person, which leads him to Penguin, which leads him to this villain for, you know, something like that. I'm, as long as that helps helps the story, I'm all for it. I'm cool. Kind of, you know, Long Halloween used in Dark Victory, uh, used so many villains. And then Hush, too, used so many villains and everything. And it, yet, th- leading to the main villain, basically. And, I mean, the stories are strong for that. So, as long as it comes back to story. But, yeah, the more I'm, I'm down. Holla.
<laughs> Moving on next. <laughs> you need to shake your shake your air horn a little bit, Pete. That one seems like it was going flat. It was little... <laughs> there we go. Uh, could sound kind of wrong over an audio only. Hey, Pete, shake your air horn. <laughs> uh, let's go to our next one from Justin Lee, another BOFer. What up? Nice, nice. Um. He asks, whose run with the character, Batman or Detective Comics, do you feel could have been better if they got the gig later in their career? Woo! That's a tough one. Wow. Um, hmm. Hit me one more uh, time, Laura. I, oh I was going to say, I'll go, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go first. He asks, whose run with the character, whether it was uh, Batman or Detective Comics, do you feel could have been better if they got the gig later in their career? So instantly what popped in. uh, Yeah. Writer or artist, but I feel like mostly writers have consistent arcs. Like, you know, they're on for 25 issues. Meanwhile, this artist pops in, then this one, then this one. Uh, I'm going to say Steve Englehart. Now, hold on. Really? He agreed to having an eight issue run mm-hmm. when he did. So this isn't fully answering his question, but to me, it's kind of like if DC had known that his run was going to end up being so damn good and influential and impactful, then they would have, I think they would have somehow could house come to terms to have his run go longer than just the eight issues that it did. Uh I think that that's kind of my answer because otherwise I'm trying to think of other authors runs and it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm, I'm in my mind is, uh, I'm not seeing one that kind of failed, you know? I mean, as much as I kind of don't like Grant Morrison's run, I mean, it was very successful. So I can't really say if they'd have put that on later in his career. Dude, that's where Um, my, that's where my head goes. I like to answer like, again, a cheat answer for me would to be to say if Morrison would have gotten his big long arc on Batman earlier in his career, I think I would have been happier with it because if you go back to something like Batman Gothic, um, it was Morrison. He was doing mm-hmm. kind of Morrison things, but it wasn't so psychedelic mind bendy kind of whacked out out there stuff that he really kind of grew into like if he would have, if that Morrison and maybe just a bit earlier would have gotten the big long Batman arc, I would have maybe appreciated it a little bit more. Cause I'm on the same page. I, I don't love that. I know it, it was very successful and a lot of people hold it in very high regards. Um, but I can't really think of somebody that just like, Oh man, they needed to grow into this a little bit more. There's been runs I that like I th- haven't enjoyed as much, or I didn't think were as successful, but those writers, I'm not going to name them by names because I don't want to be a jerk. Um, A lot of those writers continue to have some of the same issues for me in their later writings. So I, man, I don't think I've got a good one to just say flip it on its head. And I would have liked to see Morrison do it earlier. I like to, to reference that Batman Gothic was Grant Morrison before he became Grant Morrison. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And it's still a damn good story. It's well-written. It's just before he got so, so out there. Yeah, out there for my taste. Pete, what do you think? Mr. Longbox himself. 
uh, I'm going to, here's, um, I don't know what this guy has written since this, but I remember reading this and I don't know where he was in his career, but I remember I didn't like it. Um, the first maybe 12 issues of Batman Confidential written by Andy Diggle. Um, oh. I just always kind of felt, well, he didn't, yeah. And then I'm trying, I'm looking it up trying to see how many issues he, he did. Uh, Green Arrow year one. I, I just kind of felt like it was too on the nose. And just mm. too spot on. Uh, it looks like it was between him and uh, Mike Mike Green. Well, I, I was a big fan of Batman Confidential in the early issues, anyway. So, like, uh, I felt like they could have uh, benefited from probably years of maybe. <laughs> I feel like this is so rough. <laughs> this is so wrong. Uh, I just felt like, uh, yeah, it wasn't the storytelling wasn't on par with what I was kind of expecting from what this book replaced, which was Batman Legends of the Dark Knight. Yeah, and uh, which was the early Batman tales. So um, <laughs> I was not pleased with these, and I remember like just thinking like, this is just kind of like too. I don't know. Spot on, in my opinion. I, it's not a popular opinion because people hated the second arc of that run, which is basically the. Uh, I, I, I think the first arc is really bad. <laughs> I'm I didn't to mind out. it, uh, but for me, that was like a. I was working, and so here's a new Batman line of yeah. comics. I'm like, I'm going to get in from the ground floor by every mm. single issue of this. And the first arc was okay. The second one had basically a retelling of the Joker's origin. Yeah. And I actually liked it. And I think I'm the oh, only no. person. I did that not. I did not. Dude, I did. <laughs> Especially the time that like Nolan was coming out, you know, like it's like they, they, they made their Joker look too much like what Nolan was trying to do, but they gave him short hair, you know, and it's just how he became the Joker. It was just, it, it just felt like it was bad retelling of something I've already read before, you know? Yeah. And um, I, I felt like it should have been, it should have been better if you're gonna if you're gonna do something like that. You you can't reserve me, you know something and do it half assed. I just I felt like that's what it was. You know I don't know. It'll it'll make me, show. it'll make me want to go back and reread that that arc just to see if I, if I've changed my <laughs> Whenever mind. Whenever I think books to sell, it's always on the top of my list. <laughs> like I'm like oh let me consolidate some of my boxes. I was like what could I sell and not miss it? And I always think of Batman Confidential. And then Lauer always tells me, "Do you have an issue?" Blah blah blah. Because that's that's Hoss's favorite issue. I, I forget what issue it is. I don't have it. But yeah, it's like forty nine or something. Yeah, not on DC <laughs> Universe because I want to read it so I can be like, "Why what? do you love this or, issue so much?" <laughs> yeah, I want to be sold or I want to go to him and be like, "You're an idiot." No, I wouldn't tell him that. I promise. I wouldn't tell him that. Um, so, yeah, there's that rant. So, yeah, that's a good question, Justin Lee. And I don't know if any of us really answered it. <laughs> but I don't I don't really have one because I can't think of – I can't think, oh, this is before it's time or or this, this yeah. person did a really good job, but they let him go and then he went on to be it's a, wonderful. I, like, I don't know. Give a rough answer. Yeah, I'm sorry. For you know, that. we d- we did the best we could, guys. We did the best we could. And now the last last question uh, written in is from Philip Barker. It says, "Good reads." He says, "Hello, Batman Book Club. First time yeah. writing in. Love the show thus far. Ryan does an absolutely stellar job picking not only the books but the guests he has on as well. Yay! Now yeah. I'm blushing. My question to you, fine folks, is: Do you recommend any Batman books that aren't on a lot of radars? 
Do you know of any Batman stories that get overlooked in favor of other popular stories like Year One or Nightfall? If so, please give us a rundown. Thank you for starting up such a lovely show. Cannot wait to listen to more episodes. Well, hey, thank you, Philip Barker. Hmm. I've got some. Uh, Garrett, let's start with you. What do you got? Uh, Okay, so, you know, I mentioned Batman Gothic, which is a place I go to when I'm asked this question before, just because, you know, it's it's still a fairly well-known storyline. And obviously, people know Morrison's writing, but it doesn't always, you know, get to the top 10 lists of the must reads when you when you have the more popular, more well-known books, books get placed in front of it. And in particular, some of some more some of Morrison's more well-known runs on, on the character. But um, Batman 10 Nights of the Beast came out in, I think, 1988 or 1989. I think it was 1988. And it was a Jim Starlin storyline focused on KG Beast coming to Gotham. And it is really well done. It's not it's not a long one. I think it was, it's just four issues. Um, but that's one that um, I've got. It's one of the, you know, when I go back and see those issues, if I can grab them at a decent price, I'll grab the original issues. You can get it in trade. It's a, it's a pretty good, um, it's a, it's a good, it's a great story, but it's a nice, good, quick read uh, where if you want to sit down and read a good Batman story that maybe you haven't heard before or haven't read before, but you don't have a ton of time to invest in it. It's not this, you know, 300 page epic or something like that. But it's a great story. It's a it's a good run on the the character KG Beast. And if you haven't read that one, I'd, I'd point you in that direction. Good call. Good call. And I actually read that one not too long ago. And Jim Aparo? Aparo. Aparo. Yeah. And uh, Ronald Reagan is a, is a is a character or a, or a plot point Reagan. in the book, which is kind of kind of kind of cool. I mean, it certainly dates it, places it right back in the eighties. But yeah, it's a cool story. Love it. Love it. Amazing. Yeah, good good poll. I read that for the first time, I think, last year. Thank you, Hoopla app. What up? But I haven't checked to see. I don't know if that one's on DC Universe. It's got to be. This is Batman 417. Obviously, they have Batman 417. Am I right? Obviously. Obviously. Mm. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good poll. Peter Vera, what you got? What you got, boy? Uh, I'm going to go back to 2009, okay? I'm going back to – you guys have been mentioning Grant Morrison – uh, and how crazy and ridiculous his Batman is, but how about oh something? Come, how about something good to come out of Grant Morrison's Batman run, which is Tony Daniels' uh, Battle for the Cow, uh, three issues coming out of uh, Batman R.I.P. and uh, Final Crisis, and uh, just kind of Gotham's in a free for all. Uh, it's up for grabs. Nightwing, Huntress, uh, Batwoman, Catwoman. It's, it's it's crazy. Robin. It's it's going nuts. So it's a, it's a fun read. It's kind of, it's, it is, it's kind of like, you know, it's all out chaos and uh, it's just, it's a fun read. And if you want to explore the greater heights of the bat family, I suggest you check that book out. I, I just like your description, your selling point on it. Like it's a cat woman. It's Robin. It, it's going nuts. It's going nuts. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. It's everybody but Batman and they're trying to, you know, take control of the Gotham city. So you can imagine how much fun that is to read. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've never finished it. I got the, I was. I had it's the beautiful. first two issues. Draws amazing. He, he's a he's a great writer, but his art his artwork is fantastic. It's the best thing that came out of Batman R.I.P. was my exposure to Tony Daniel, and I was like, man, I love this guy's art. I love it. It's stylistic. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with two. All right, because I'm an overachiever, uh-huh, and uh-huh. because uh, Philip Barker was so nice and saying how wonderful I was, I'm. First off, I want to say 
book called Batman Child of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if either of you have heard of it or read it. It was it's in the style of manga. It is a manga series written and illustrated by Kia Asamiya. And it is an awesome concept of basically on the black market, people can buy uh, can buy something that will turn them into one of Batman's rogues. But the Ooh. the drawback is basically uh, that there is uh, an expiration date. So they can t- buy something to where they can totally turn into the Joker. And then I'm, it's been a while, so I don't remember exactly how long that lasts. But then, you know, Batman's fighting the Joker and then just starts to, I think, like deteriorate and they die. Um, it's a pretty it's That's a pretty like, wild story. Yeah. Wow. What a deal. It's but like it's done really, really well. And the art is fantastic. I'm not really a. Um, manga is not something that I follow, but um, yeah, it was, it's a, it's an awesome story. Um, and the original run was November 22nd, 2000 till November 22nd, 2001. My birthday. But yeah, that Batman child of dreams, that's a, that's a cool story. And looking at some of the art and of Gotham and stuff, it, it takes me into like a, a Batman 89 sort of like setting and stuff. So it's that that's a really cool story that I don't see brought up enough. And then my wild card that I will champion until the day that I die, because on my deathbed with no nerds around me, I'm going to say, you guys need to read this Batman story before, uh, before you die is called darker than death. It's in legends of the dark Knight Number two Oh seven through two eleven. It is, an awesome murder mystery with uh, like a painted kind of art and they're all on DC universe. So it won't cost you anything to track it down and read it. Uh, five issue story. Uh, awesome. Awesome story that is Legend never referenced or never number? talked about. What's that? Legend of dark Knight. What issue number? 207 through 211. Are you kidding me? I love that. I love that story. It's one of my favorites. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I do. Nice. I love it. I love the artwork. The artwork's amazing yeah. too, especially the covers. Yeah. No. That I'm, was when I, I got into amazing, amazing. When I got into buying comics uh, regularly, that it was yeah. a, it was ironically enough, I got the first Batman six fifty five Grant Morrison's mm-hmm. first issue of his run, mm-hmm. uh, Legends of the Dark Knight number two hundred seven and. Dark Knight 208. So, like, I got started at the first issue of ARCs. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, this um, was one, it it convinced me to keep buying Batman monthlies. Yeah. An I, was awesome story. Much, I was pretty much just got my, like, my first real summer job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really, I was starting to buy comics on the regular. So, uh, <laughs> I guess this was one of the least popular books. So, I guess I went on like a, a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, all the, all the, I guess the new books are gone because obviously new books are on Wednesday. And uh, th- these were always available, like when I would go to pick up comics. So that's how I got started. Th- this was like my first like real like run. I'd say I started with two hundred seven. Yeah, it's great. I was going to mention this. This is awesome. <laughs> it's such a it's it's such a cool Legend of the Dark Knight is such a great run in general. Like mm-hmm. I highly recommend anyone if you if you if you collect back issues, 
it's it's one of the runs you should get there get because it's it's not too old and you can have it in completion, which for Batman is hard to do because you know certain issues are thousands of dollars, so it's hard to complete. I mean, like there's but like Legends Legend, of the Dark Knight. I don't I don't know why they stopped that why they stopped that series. I mean, which I mentioned earlier, yeah. Like, I I don't know. There was a what was the first arc story arc that uh, Shaman. I think started it. And then I think it turned in and then it was Gothic and then it was prey and then it was mm-hmm. venom. And then there's uh man, I can't remember. There's a, a, a Joker Ra's al Ghul story. Uh, mm-hmm. That's like a four yes. issue. One. That, that one's awesome. And then there's like the this one. one. There's Amazing. this like, what's Mr. Uh, Mr. Freeze origin stories in there. Uh, like legends of the dark Knight. That's, you got DC Universe, and you need to do something. Just go from try to read. Yeah, do that title from issue one through the end. So yeah, hallelujah. Uh, and boys, that's the end of our that's the end of our questions for tonight. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said quick. I should have known better. I think every time I say quick, and we're going to talk about Batman, it's like, uh, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you've got the right group to to kind of uh, be able to expand on a relatively, you know, short selection of of questions. We'll go the distance with it and probably go deeper than you thought. So you are welcome. That's what we do is uh, we go deep. And I have one quick question uh, for both of you. First answer pops in your head. First thing that you think of. Oh, what, Pete? Here you go. You're first. You're on. You're on the clock. Okay. Uh, what story would you like to see adapted that hasn't been in any form yet? Uh, oh, it's, it's, uh, no, uh, I would love to see, um, what's it called? What the hell's the earthquake one? What the hell's it called? I can't remember the name. Cataclysm? No Man's Land? Cataclysm. Yes, thank you. Uh, I'd love to see Cataclysm adapted into No Man's Land, into, I don't know, maybe a trilogy or whatever, kind of animated movies, but uh, that's what I'd be dying to see, personally. Nice. Garrett? Man, it's tough to, it's tough to, like, think of a great that hasn't had at least, you know, influence or you you get the the hint of it in, in, in some of the adaptation, but Man, where my head goes, um, like the first thing that popped into my mind was All Star Batman and Robin, and I don't even like the book, but oh, yes, like, <laughs> but, to, but to see uh, to see like total a hole Batman with uh-huh. like just straight up child Robin would be <laughs> would be something to behold on the big screen. So since that you said first thing that popped into my head, that's what came and that's I guess that's what I'll go with. I don't I don't I don't know how successful it'd be or, or how much audiences would uh, gravitate towards it, but it would sure be something. I mean we'd find out how it ends. He's great. He's great in my opinion. They all bad me. You know what I've got that absolute edition waiting for me at my real apartment in Chicago. It was delivered while I'm here, stuck in Indiana, and so it's just that's my gift when, when this you know situation starts to lighten up. Gift. Yeah, so that's gonna be that's gonna be something special. It'll be something special. I think they need to do a uh, a sequel to Batman Ninja and call it Batman uh, Darker Than Death the book I just talked about because it was in manga style. So, Hey, stick with that anime 
anime mm-hmm. look and yeah. which plays really important to the setting of the story and everything and it's like yeah go go batshit crazy again with that animation style i don't know how yeah. it did pete got to go to the premiere and he interviewed some of the people for batman on film I did. Um, with eric the batman on film youtube page uh i i covered the batman ninja new york city premiere i got to yeah. talk creators and actors and they were able to explain uh how it is to make a film in two different languages so it's uh it's an interesting thing i think that's what i'd like to see because at the end of that batman ninja movie uh they got it's back wild, to man. gotham but they got back to gotham to where it could be like okay here's a little bit more grounded not as insane and take that and tell this oh not dark <laughs> of the death i meant uh child of dreams my bad I think that made me want to see a Batman animated movie in the style of animation before they time traveled back to ancient Japan. You know, that like that Mm -hmm. modern that style. I was all the stuff in like ancient Japan was really cool and interesting. And like, you know, that that you know, don't get me wrong, like it was it was interesting to see and I was really impressed. But the whole animation style going into it was really, really something, and it's not something I've seen since um Batman Gotham Knights, which came out between uh, Begins and TDK. So, and there was an anime segment in there. So if you're trying to get your anime on, that's definitely where you want to go. But uh, I always, I thought that was very interesting. A full anime Batman could be really cool. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Let's, let's wrap this baby up boys. Uh, Garrett, why don't you tell, I mean, your, your one fan knows how to find you, but some others are impressed <laughs> by your words tonight. Uh, where can, I don't know, where can they follow you? What, what have you done lately that they can take an interest in? You know, I, I, uh, I haven't done much writing lately with comic books, but we'll get back into that now that new issues are coming out you can follow my reviews of the justice league series over at Batman on film. Um, you can check me out on, um, uh, just recorded an episode of the Batman on film podcast. Uh, and that should be, up as of this recording uh, this week. Um, so you know, by the end of May, you should be able to find that if you're listening to this into the future, hopefully not in the past, because that would create a whole bunch of time space mm-hmm. continuity issues. Um, but you can always follow me on Twitter. Uh, I am at Garrett W A T O that is at G A R R E T W A T O. And uh, I talk a lot about Batman and uh, Superman and he man and star Wars and then a whole <laughs> bunch of football if you don't like all that stuff. So, and then you'll get to hear about my kids every once in a while too. Cause I know that's what everyone's really tuning in for, but check me out over there. I would appreciate it. You cover the spectrum. Yeah. You get it all in there. It's yeah. just a big old helping heap of the things I'm into. Amen. Amen. Brother Pete spread some love. Where can they you get some more uh, Peter Vera? <laughs> you could follow me all over social media. At Pete Illustrated, that's on Twitter, Vero, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you want to be social. Um, you can also follow my podcast, the Straight Out of Gotham podcast, co-hosted with Strong Island's finest, Eric Holzman, at straight, straight underscore O underscore G. That's on Twitter and Instagram. We both have, we have an Instagram page now. So we're making small moves. We're crawling. But uh, – that's good for me. Talk to me, bother me, yell at me, tell me how stupid I am about my opinions, and let's, let's you know, let's have fun. Come on, I, I want to be the new Rick Shoe. That's my objective. I want to talk to people about things with a lot be more beard. Yes, I want to be. I want to be Shoe Beard. Call me Shoe Beard. <laughs> no, my new Twitter handle at Shoe Beard. 
Pete will also like uh, whet your appetite because he posts some he posts some meaty pictures on Twitter, and that's not meant in the wrong way. That's the total G-rated way, is what I mean. In all the wrong ways. Pete knows how to smoke meat and grill meats, like all the wrong ways. Your Memorial Day <laughs> feast was something to behold. Yeah, both the both the straight out of Gotham guys like to like to share their cooking you know adventures. To- yeah, two guys that know their way around the kitchen and the smoker, and and uh, there's some delicious picks out of both you guys. I haven't I haven't put that connection together before. <laughs> and maybe it's a maybe it's a coastal thing. Could be. Maybe you guys are sitting there doing that. I'm sitting here making a grilled cheese sandwich, feeling like I'm something. There's special. a place for that. Yeah. Grilled cheese is delicious. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I'm not complaining. I can make a mean grilled cheese sandwich. As I said at the top of the show, you can follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter for news on upcoming episodes and when the next, hopefully, Q&A episode and all that business will drop at the Batman BC. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan, Lauer spelled like lower. And if you now, this has inspired you to, for, to ask some questions and you want to hear some some cool people's opinions, uh, you can write into the Batman BC at gmail.com. So, hey, Garrett. Hey, Pete. Thank you both for joining me tonight. Appreciate it. It was it was a good time. Thank you for having us. It was lovely. I don't know what episode is next. I need to go to court. <laughs> uh, that was good, right? Yeah, yeah, it was okay. very nice. Garrett went mm-hmm. silent. Pete gave me the sympathy laugh. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Garrett was honest with me. Right. Like, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Well, that's all the time we have for today, kids. <laughs> I was, I was thinking just now and ended on that Pete <laughs> you know I love your <laughs> it's it's <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's it covers the spectrum too so hey mm-hmm. listen both of you for Garrett for Pete I am Ryan and the Batman book club says thanks for listening and we'll uh, see you next time